0: i'm jacinta
1: hi i'm vanessa
0: we are strange colony and you are tuning into our true crime story time welcome enjoy we definitely are strange Shh. don't tell <laughs> <laughs> never so know. what have you been up to this week ness oh my gosh what haven't i been up to
1: I got super adulty, smashed down a deposit on a car. Oof! I have a mechanic going and inspecting it today to make sure that it is Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. And if I'm happy with that inspection, mm-hmm. I'm
0: gonna have a car. Oh, that is exciting! I'm so what, excited. Uh, what? Uh make model did we end up deciding on?
1: I went with a Subaru XV.
0: Nice.
1: Uh what else have I been up to? Working, obviously. Been to the chiropractor, driving lessons. Mm-hmm. Chiropractor was good, but I had to get X-rays this week before my visit.
0: Hmm.
1: But was stoked to find out that the injury that I've been worried about is mostly correcting itself and i just have residual nerve and
0: muscle damage that's so i mean the residual not so much but that's awesome it is amazing you're not damaged damaged (laughs) yeah
1: it's just going to be maintenance from here on out and it's something i am going to have to maintain for the rest of my life but that's not like yeah that is bodies (laughs) and i'm not at a point because i was starting to wonder like am i going to be one of those people who's going to require back surgery and those sorts of things and if i keep on top of it i won't
0: i'm so happy for you on that
1: and now i'm sick because <laughs> uh. my son decided to share his goodies with me because when he gives me a kiss he still likes to kiss on the lips I've been Mm. trying to get him, like, for years, just, like, cheek now. Like, you're a teenager. Cheek is fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, In this case, it's sharing is not caring.
1: (laughs) Yes. He did apologise, though, once he realised, like, he was responsible. He was, like, super apologetic. But I think that's also because he realises I'm not going to be able to go to work, which means he doesn't get to have the house to himself.
0: (laughs) no king of the castle this week
1: (laughs) no king of the castle this week (laughs) ah how's your week been what have you been up to
0: not a hell of a lot i've been like messy stressy depressy uh this week no particular trigger just had a bit of a depressive episode um had my uh my in-laws came over for dinner on the weekend not related by the way, <laughs> just <laughs> something that happened. I do enjoy their company, um, but yeah, I've just I've been a bit low. I haven't been doing much of anything, to be honest. So at the moment, I'm just trying to get my motivation back and you know get that whole forward thinking again. Um, I miss the gym. I haven't been able to go to the gym for forever and i miss it but i'm also like uh oh, can i really be bothered like getting the kids ready and doing
1: the ho- the gym thing is a whole thing when you've got kids under 5
0: really is so i i want to get my house into a manageable state again first so that's that's the first part get back onto regular housework now that i'm not sick and curie's not sick and as he's not sick and, and uh yeah just find some find some routine and balance so i'm hoping that'll help
1: yeah it probably will but also be kind to yourself because you are still as you said getting back into the swing of things you're yeah. gonna have that crash moment anyway
0: oh yeah had a few of them already
1: <laughs> and that's okay like there's nothing it wrong is. with that it is
0: in my more rational points, I'm aware that these things happen to everybody and it's normal. Um, but as anyone who struggles with depression would know, when you are inside the moment, it's very hard not to do that whole swing between self-loathing and self-pity. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, otherwise, I've been been all right. <laughs> not much <laughs> has been happening.
1: Hey, you're still here and you're still plodding along.
0: That's it. I woke up today. Yeah. <laughs> you may be
1: not like going speedy, fast car through it, but plodding.
0: Plodding. And, and plodding, okay. is, plodding is good. Plodding is good for now. Yeah. So today, please. Yes. Well, I didn't tell you what I was doing this time. I mean, I know we always do the whole, what have you got for us? But that's our segue, y'all. This week, I deliberately did not tell you what we were going into because I want your genuine reaction.
1: I actually didn't even read the name as I was clicking into ZenCaster either, so...
0: I told myself I wasn't going to be doing anything as dark and upsetting this week because I do kind of need a little bit of a break. Uh, but as I was looking through crime logs, the ones that we've looked at doing this one caught my eye because I remember this when it happened and it made me so mad back then. Uh, it makes me so mad now. Uh, So, yes, this is the one I'm going to do. It is Rowan Baxter. I'm going to, like, kind of dive straight into the what, and then we're going to circle back around. So brace yourself.
1: Do I need to get my pitchfork and torch ready? Yes. All
0: right. I'm already angry and I haven't
1: even heard the story.
0: Get pumped. (laughs) On February 19, 2020, Hannah Clark was doing the morning school run with her three children, Aaliyah, age six, Linnea, age four, and Trey, three years old, when her estranged husband, the New Zealand-born rugby player Rowan Baxter, jumped into her vehicle. The 42-year-old man proceeded to splash fuel around the interior of the car before setting it alight and exiting the vehicle. It's reported that he attempted to stop anyone from aiding Clark and her three children prior to stabbing himself in the chest. Hannah would manage to free herself from the vehicle and witnesses reported that she was completely aware of what was happening the entire time completely functional and cognitive while she was burning alive, flesh dripping off of her as she rolled around on the floor trying to put out the flames, which she succeeded in doing. She would live long enough to receive treatment from a medical professional who admitted that he lied to comfort her. He knew full well that with 97% of her body having sustained severe burns, there was no chance of survival. She did live long enough to be admitted into hospital and she died that evening. Witnesses also stated that she screamed that he had poured petrol on her. The same doctor then at the scene went on to treat Rowan to the best of his ability, despite being absolutely horrified at having to do so. Rowan died on the scene. The children's burned bodies were found in the car. They never had a chance. Do you recall this one? I think I do. The thing that got me at the time when it first happened was the headlines. So they've changed the headlines since the trial and everything else about it. Well, the inquest, I should say, because no trial for no one to convict. They changed the headlines. But the headlines initially were along the lines of you know famous rugby star dies in rah, 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 and that sort of thing it was very much centered around him and his position as a famous sports star
1: as the headlines always are in those particular cases
0: yeah now they read something different yep (gasps) yeah and this is why i remember it so keenly because i'm like are you kidding me like you have written it like it's a celebration of him being a sports star instead of shining a light on what a monstrous act he's committed (sighs) sorry
1: i have opinions on the way the media treats our sports stars especially the afl and rugby stars
0: Especially in domestic violence situations.
1: Yes, yes. I was, yeah, about to get into that one too because so much of it goes on. And yep. yeah, so it's bullshit. It. anywho. I could rant for our entire episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so swinging back around, how did this? How did this come to pass? Hannah met Baxter when she was 19. He was 11 years her senior. Red flag already, right? Straight off the bat. Yeah.
1: And you sort of go, well, yeah, she's an adult and all that sort of stuff, but she's a very young adult and he's got a lot more life experience at that
0: point. Not only was he 11 years her senior, he was already playing for the New Zealand Warriors and he'd already been married previously, which had resulted in a son. So like this is a grown-ass man who's had a family getting together with a teenager yeah baxter proposed to hannah in 2011 and they were married in new south wales in 2012. an inquest into the murder suicide found multiple reports from multiple sources that baxter had been abusive throughout both marriages Hannah's mum spoke out about the controlling nature of the relationship stating early in the piece he got her to shut down her Facebook page saying they could have a joint Facebook page because they would have the same friends and they would do the same post. He wouldn't let her wear bikinis to the beach. She wasn't allowed to wear shorts and she wasn't allowed to wear pink because pink is for children he would go through her phone to see who she had spoken to and he would turn up at her work, ring her constantly through the day to see where she was and what she was doing. And after they had the kids, he would question the kids about her too, asking what did mummy do today? Who did mummy speak to today? Oh, Mm. now Baxter's eldest son, Isaiah has actually come forward and alleged that he and his mother both suffered abuse at his father's hands. Baxter's cousin said that she had been estranged from him for many, many years because she was afraid of him herself, and she said that Baxter's father contributed to the misogynistic outlook that he had, stating that he viewed women as either housekeepers or prostitutes and passed that belief along to his son. Yes, we've got some very, very clear, cliche abuser tactics straight off the bat.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Now, Clark left Baxter in late 2019. I think it was November. And in December that same year, uh, Clark successfully gained a DVO against Baxter after he kidnapped Linnea on box- Boxing Day. So, did that whole grab the kid thing. Now, Baxter ignored his lawyer's advice during mediation, which was after after he had a DBO on him. She went to mediation with him. And she offered him 45% shared care of the kids. He turned it down. He turned it down, insisting on 50 50 or nothing. Now, the difference is 17 days per year. And what she was proposing was that he have them three days one week and four days the other or something like that, and there was just a bit of a discrepancy on a couple of holidays or something. Yeah, it's 17 days. So you know full well that this has got nothing to do with the kids.
1: It's nothing to do with the time and nothing to do with the kids.
0: Everything to do with reasserting control of the situation. Yes. Now, in January 2020 the DVO was amended to give back to returned access to the children and in the end he signed he agreed to sign a parenting agreement for the 45% but he outright refused to sign consent orders which would have been essentially the same as a court order Yeah. so yeah fine I'll go along with this but he was not willing to have it set in stone again access ended up being revoked when he breached the DVO that February after he assaulted Clark during an argument when she found their three-year-old son playing with pictures that Baxter had in his car of her that were cut up, like like heads chopped off type shit. Now, it doesn't say where they were at this point in any of the articles I've read. I'm assuming it's during a handover because she approached the car and found Trey playing with Destroyed pictures of her.
1: Mm. I'm I'm speechless. I'm also eyeballing my golf putter that I have stashed by my front door.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> this man was so manipulative that he still managed to spit it to most outsiders that he was hard done by and the doting father. Don't they all? absolutely but not even just to regular outsiders he was assessed by a psychologist between december and january over 2019 to 2020 six sessions uh, with vivian jarrett she gave him a glowing report said that he was open and sincere in reality jarrett psychologist had actually earlier been reprimanded for not maintaining appropriate boundaries with a client who had become too attached to her
1: i was actually wondering like immediately once she gave like glowing fucking report of this douche canoe Mm -hmm. did she sleep with him that was my immediate thought
0: don't know What we do know is she failed to comply with a police search warrant afterwards and she falsified consultation records the day after he committed the murder and she failed to alert anyone about the red flags in Baxter's case. He'd originally presented to her practice with jealousy, separation and controlling behaviours and she reported that he was coping remarkably well considering and was just distressed over his wife leaving him suddenly. Her report... A Glowing Report was just days before he started penning a death note and planning the murder of his wife and children.
1: Yeah, he's coping remarkably well.
0: Bitch straight up covered for him. That must have been some should not be, She should not be practising at all. Like she was like no. a 2017 awards finalist for being a – she considers herself a mental health expert and entrepreneur. As soon as I saw the word entrepreneur, it all fell into place.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's where I'm just like, yeah. None of that all fits together anymore. Nah. So that was either some hella good dick or a fat wad of cash.
0: maybe it was just she was dumbstruck by, you know, famous sports guy.
1: If you cannot remain impartial over that, then you shouldn't be practicing.
0: Well, considering she gave a glowing recommendation to a guy who murdered people, she shouldn't be practicing. Yeah. But in keeping with that woe is me spin... What do you think Enjoy. his Facebook profile looked like? What he did have um, was. I love pictures my kids. Of his kids. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. I love my kids more than anything and all that sort of shit.
0: Littered with pics of the kids, all tagged with Daddy misses you all and love you to the moon and back. And friends telling him, keep your chin up, bro. A lot of people care about you and the situation you're facing. Yeah, looking at you, Joy Abram. Mm. Oh. Yep. You know the one. You knew. I didn't even need to tell you. But, you know, in case anyone needed further proof that this was a calculated, vicious, premeditated murder committed by a coward who couldn't stand to lose control of the family he'd been abusing, chilling CCTV footage was shown during the inquest that days prior to the murder, he was casually buying zip ties, cleaning fluid, fuel and kinder surprises, presumably for the children. The inference was that he'd planned to kidnap the family and, you know, play at being happy families, but hit plan B when Hannah sought help from a bystander after he jumped into her car. He'd even borrowed his aunt's car for the attack so that Hannah couldn't recognize his vehicle so that he could genuinely ambush her. Whoa. Like he thought it out. He planned it. It wasn't just, oh no, I've been pushed too far off the edge. I'm, you know, I can't see my no. kids again. That heinous bitch. Rah, rah, rah. I'm going to knee jerk react. This was no knee jerk reaction. This was a man who had decided that if he couldn't have them, they didn't get to live
1: and he had the plan a plan b because plan a to kidnap plan b yep. we all die yep and i say we all but you know if i ever wanted to resuscitate someone just to torture and murder them repeatedly
0: this guy Gotta would be that be it. Type. yep yes <sighs> that's not even the bit that's going to make you the most angry
1: oh for fuck's sake
0: now with all of this in the light one would think that this is a very heinous clear act of domestic violence and that the laws need to shift to protect in particular women because they are the primary you know they the ones who die most from this happening again and authorities agreed which is brilliant Thanks to the inquest, the police are looking into more training to be implemented in the system to help spot red flags and there is a bill being proposed to make coercive control when proven illegal. But men's rights activists exist. When this initially blew up, there was a men's rights activist who referred to Hannah as a perpetrator of coercive control, accusing her of extorting Baxter days before he committed the murder, complaining that Baxter had no legal non-violent manner in which to address Hannah's abuse of him. Yes, this activist, I use that term very, very fucking loosely, is a white heterosexual male, not surprising. What is more disturbing is that Pauline Hansen weighed in, insinuating that Baxter had been driven to commit these acts. This is a fucking politician, not even just a politician, a leader of a party.
1: That woman.
0: The acts that I could consider being driven to when she opens her mouth. Bettina Arndt, who was a social commentator who was was trained as a clinical psychologist, mirrored these sentiments, slamming feminists for calling men evil in the wake of this. She's also a men's right activist. They basically got behind Baxter as their poster boy as an attempt to gain sympathy for men. Whilst at the same time, men around Australia decried these actions as they fucking should. It is disgusting that those with an ulterior agenda chose to use the burning death of a woman and three children by a disgusting coward of a man as a platform. But they that- did.
1: And under no circumstances do you, should you ever be pushed to act so violently because you've been brought that far to the edge. Like, have you no fucking self-control?
0: oh no because and what's no considered accountability an attack on men what is considered an attack on men is hurting their feelings what's considered an attack on a woman is killing them there is a huge fucking discrepancy between the two and now look i will pause to state that the idea that men can be domestic violence victors absolutely 100 absolutely and I am 100% behind any man who wants to come forward and needs support. What I am not behind is people excusing this disgusting shit. Yes. The real Absolutely. kicker is that Adam James, the activist, was trying to make the complaint that men will be disempowered further to heterosexual women misusing the system to get away with abuse because... He said that the new law only applied to men. It is true that some women abuse the system. We hate those women. We've we've been very vocal about that.
1: Yeah, quite recently, in fact.
0: But the statement that this law would only apply to men is as baseless as his accusations of Hannah being abusive because the bill proposed doesn't actually state any gender. It's applicable to men, women, and any other gender that's a perpetrator
1: i have a new person i want to hit with my uh, golf putter mm. but i won't because i have self-control well
0: you know you're being driven to it right
1: i mean when my car gets here i will drive to it <laughs>
0: sorry i had to i need to lighten the mood absolutely livid yes yes um the reality is is that is that is the whole case i mean there has been some fallouts where um is currently trying to sue hannah's parents because after the death the insurance was paid out to Hannah's estate um instead of Isaiah receiving the insurance from Baxter's death Hannah's parents received it okay um which I don't think that's quite right I do think that he should have received something I mean obviously this situation would be traumatic for him too like that's his siblings which yeah he's that he had tried to maintain a relationship with them when Baxter wasn't at home.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the newspapers are being douchey about it, as per usual. They've highlighted multiple times that he's unemployed, like that makes him a money grubber because, like he's not entitled to some of that money.
1: He is Especially entitled regardless of his... Um working situation. Employment yeah. status. That's the word I'm looking That's for. the
0: word. I was trying to think of it too. Yeah, no, regardless of whether or not he's employed, like he was entitled to benefit from some of that money. I mean he has received victims of crime and all that. But yeah. that's a lot of money. And not not only that, but there was a GoFundMe that raised like one point five million dollars that Hannah's parents received that was to cover funeral expenses and living costs but I mean do they do they really need all 1.5 million for that
1: no and they should even just out of you know any sense of responsibility for their grandchildren's sibling
0: help the guy out well, I mean, I don't know what their relationship is with each other, but I do believe that he should have received the insurance payout from his father's death. Yeah. Straight up. I As feel the like he, the son was more entitled to that than the in-laws. Yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's that mess that's happening, but... As a, apart from the media trying to spin it that he was a money-grubbing unemployed dude couldn't find much else on it because lazy reporting right
1: yeah they'll just go whatever's gonna sensationalize and
0: whatever sells
1: yeah get people's attention yeah.
0: but yeah so this was the case that pissed me off enough to to smash out <laughs> In like a day because i hyper fixated on it yeah and i did deliberately skip over the children's deaths very quickly thank you but i am still mad like i can understand the feeling of helplessness um My husband has recently been through the court system. They do favour women significantly. Absolutely. There are a lot of vindictive women out there that will abuse that and they absolutely should be taken to task. But that's not what this was.
1: No, She was as reasonable with him as you and I have been with our ex-partners. And that wasn't enough for him. He wanted full control.
0: Yep. Experts who've looked at the case have actually stated that from the second she left him, she was the walking dead. He was always going to kill her. And despite the fact that they feel that they need to see red flags quicker, the police—that is—they also believe that no one could have saved her. That is, he was going to kill her no matter terrifying.
1: what. Yeah. So, with this legislation about seeing red flags quicker, what's the details of that?
0: so I the course of is i only briefly looked into them but the idea is that they're making it illegal for people to use things like finances and social standing to coerce intimate partners into cutting off friends and family and you know the usual I wouldn't, I won't say first point of call, but the emotional abuse that goes on prior and during the physical abuse.
1: Yeah. All the things that they do to start breaking you down and separate you from your support network.
0: Isolating you from the people who love you, cutting you off from any funds that are your own, cutting off any avenues to be able to contact people. That sort of thing um, is what it's, attempting to stop it's going to be a hard one to prove
1: i was actually going to say so what do people do when they're in that situation how do they document that and then because i feel like there's a lot of people who really really ought to have this information absolutely
0: Um, i mean it's not a bill yet it's not been passed yeah um But my assumption would be that you'd be looking at things like home videos, text messages, recorded phone calls. Recorded phone calls, whilst not admissible in court for the most part, you can use them as a transcript. Yeah. So you can then write down, sign an affidavit to say, this is based on a recorded phone call, this is a transcript of this. It's still, like with any abuse case, there is a need to have a backlog, which unfortunately means that either you, A, have to spot it early, which point you think you'd get out anyway, or B, when you're in deep, you then have to endure for long enough to build a case. Yeah. But if it can stop somebody from being murdered... If it can give someone even the slightest bit of hope. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. And I will also attach here in the video a um a copy of the helplines available in Australia for domestic violence victims. And Also, there is a support network for men who struggle with anger control issues because we we will demonise this man, this one man who committed this act. We demonise that man for his actions. We also acknowledge, and I hate to use the words not all men, not all men are like that and not all men have to get to that point. Yes. But they need the support. Yes. Yeah, but there is help there if you want it.
1: Yes. Let us know your thoughts and opinions,
0: if you want. Unless you're a men's rights activist who wants to defend the other men's rights activists.
1: If you would like to get in touch with us, what are our socials? Instagram is strange colony 2.0 twitter at strange colony facebook page strange colony podcast what's our tiktok i'm
0: looking it up all right (laughs) together people (laughs) i can't oh no tiktok stop (laughs) strange colony podcast (laughs) oh look There you go.
1: There you go. That's our TikTok. And you can also hit us up on Gmail. We are strangecolony at gmail.com. And until next week, stay safe. Stay sane. I love you, bye-bye. I suppose I love you too. Completely optional at this point. (laughs) I'm just... uh...